How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming to you live on Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. Y'all know what it means, guys. Today, it is time for Picks Pod. I'm joined once again by Ben Gorowitz. Ben, say what's up to the people, man. What's going on, everyone? Big week ahead. Um, I got to bounce back in the NFL for sure. Uh, not a great week for me in the NFL on the pod. Yeah, NFL was tough last week, man. I mean, it was even tough for me. The Colts completely screwed a massively profitable day up for me on that uh, last-minute touchdown they gave up. But, you know, Ben, we ain't here to cry over spilled milk. Give us a little recap of what happened last weekend, and then we'll get down to it. Yeah, I went one-on-one one in college football. Um, Notre Dame plus two was easy money. The Ole Miss Texas A&M under was just a tease the entire time. The first quarter, was there was a lot of points. Second and third quarter, there was like no points. And then fourth quarter, an explosion happened. Um, so I went one and one in college football that brings my total to 17 and 14. You went two and one in college football. Uh, hey. Penn State plus 15 and a half was something for you. Never a doubt. Um, so two and one in college football brings you to 13 and 16 and two. Okay. Um, NFL, I went 0 and two that brings my NFL total to 13 and nine. Um, you went two and one once again in the NFL. Um, really good pick for you from the Seahawks and the Patriots. Sure. And that brings your NFL total to 12 and eight. You know, man, the Cardinals screwed us. They should have definitely hit that one, but it is what it is. We're not gonna, like I said, we're not here to cry over spilled milk. Time to get back on track. Actually, my bonus pick hit two in college football, but I'm not going to count that one towards my uh, five for the week. Um, yeah, nice week overall, though. Ben, since I had the winning week last week, finally I turned it around a little bit in college football. I'm looking to build off that, man. And I'm going no further than a neutral site game. This is my bread and butter when it comes to betting on college football, guys. Two service academies kicking off at 11.30 a.m. on Saturday morning. I mean, what more can you ask for, Ben, than that? This game will be played in, um, I guess it's called Globe Life, the old Arlington ballpark where the Texas Rangers play. It is Air Force taking on Army. The total in this game is at 40 and a half. I'm taking the under, guys. The under when two service academies play, as always, is 49 and one. My handicap is as simple or my handicap is as simple as that, guys. Look, I've heard a lot of people saying this one's not gonna be the game to go over, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit. Until it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. I'm on it. And honestly, I'm gonna stay on it until they start dealing these totals in the in like the 33, 34 range. Yeah, I mean, the only reason that just I think people are scared of it this year is because the Air Force throws the ball more mm-hmm. than the service academy typically does. But I mean, your logic is is it's it's as sound as it could be. Um, my first college football game, I actually only have two in college and two in the NFL this week. Um, short short of the like of the best bet card to give out. This is a principal game. If you look at any NFL draft list right now, or if you listen to any NFL um, scout or anyone, Mel Kuyper, whatever, whether you like him or not, everyone is in love with Will Levis. I don't know if they love his size and athletic ability and just those two things, and then they can just be like, well, we'll figure out the rest. If this kid is a first-round pick, if this kid is possibly the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft, then you can't lose to Missouri. So give me Kentucky money line. They're plus one in Missouri, which is the rattiest line. I don't know how Kentucky is not like a touchdown favorite in this game. Maybe someone's out that I'm not 
looking at, but give me Kentucky money line. If you really are an NFL first round pick, you don't lose to Missouri. I don't care if the game's home or away. I like it, Ben. Never a bad spot to bet on some principles. I looked at this game, too, and I kind of agree with you. This line just doesn't make any sense. And Levis is coming off a horrible game against Tennessee, like the worst game of his career. Exactly. Missouri seems like a great spot to bounce back. I like this one. I condone this pick. Next pick, this is my favorite bet of college football for the weekend. The North Carolina Tar Heels are on the road as seven-point favorites, taking on the horrible um, Virginia Cavaliers. Give me the minus seven here, guys. I'm laying the points. Look. UVA's only reached 20 points one game all season long. UNC's seventh in all of college football in points per game at 41.8 points per game. Um, UVA's averaging 16.1 points per game, which is the ninth worst in college football. Um, look, I know the North Carolina defense sucks. I still think they win this game by 20 points. They have the first range passing offense in college football. It's even range higher than Tennessee's. And Virginia's 111th in passing offense. This team has no offensive line whatsoever. I think this team's completely given up on the season, guys. I think North Carolina comes out here, wins this game by 20 points. Give me the Tar Heels. Yeah, I kind of looked at the over in that game just because if you're looking at the two defenses, um, mm-hmm. Virginia's defense is actually better, but I think everyone's defense is better than um, than the UNC. So I kind of looked at the over there, but I did not get to the window. I got to check my last game. I literally think the line just moved on me. Oh, it okay. did just move. Um, now I don't. I I'll I'll give people what it was. I was going to take Florida State minus seven. Um, they're at Miami, huge rivalry game. Everything I've heard about this rivalry is that if Miami's going to get up their fans for one game, it's this game. Is anyone looking at the product on the field for Miami? Like their, their offense is so bad. Um, and Florida state, you sent me yesterday, which kind of made me want to take this pick was, do you remember the, the, um, the stat you sent me yesterday about FSU's quarterback? Um, I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. I can look it up for us real quick. Wasn't it like the second best? quarterback rating in all of college football or something for division one schools. I believe it was. Um, I don't think Miami's defense is any good at all. So I I was going to take Florida state minus seven. It's seven and a half. Now I'll still give it out on the pod because I don't have an emergency pick right now. So it can be Florida state minus seven and a half at Miami. Listen, I'm going to wait for you to, are you pulling it up? Yeah, he is the second highest uh, quarterback grade in the power five this season at 91.3. Yeah, I'll take that on the road. Um, are there any major injuries for Florida State? Um, no, listen? actually, we're getting more healthy, in my opinion. Okay, good. Then I'm going to stick with Florida State minus seven and a half for my second pick. Listen, Miami has played eight games this year. They're four and four. They have played an FBS team in seven of those games. They're 0 and 7 against the spread. The only time they covered this year was week one against Bethune Cookman. Wow. Who's not a division one school. They have not covered a single game this season against a division one opponent. I feel like you just have to fade Miami until that uh, clears up. Now there might be some rain in that game. I, I don't know if it matters. I think Florida state can run the football. Well, the quarterback can run it. Well, um, I think this is a huge game for Mike Norvell. I don't know if he's, I don't follow like FSU radio, but I would imagine he has brought up uh, to his coaching staff and, and maybe to local radio, how big a game like this mm-hmm. is for recruiting purposes. Uh, this is huge because Miami's recruiting very well with showing nothing on the field. Florida state has shown a little bit more promise this year than the past two years under Norvell. 
this will kickstart the recruiting train in this rivalry. This will get it back going. Florida State uh, minus seven and a half is my second pick. I do like this play, Ben. Um, I didn't take it. I will be watching this game, though, for sure. Obviously, since Florida State's my team. Um, also, too, uh, Tyler Van Dyke's not going to play in this game, most likely. Yeah. I think it's going to be Garcia, the starting quarterback. I mean, this offense did nothing last week against Virginia. I don't expect them to do much here against the Knowles. I, I did have one lean. Um, mm-hmm. You and I talked about it before. Um, this is not a pick, so you don't have to take this. And if you do take this and it loses, don't blame me. I looked into the Clemson Notre Dame under um, just because Notre Dame's very one dimensional. Clemson's defense is very good. Uh, this quarterback for Notre Dame can't throw the football. The problem with the reason why I stayed off is Notre Dame is uh, what was the ranking again? 100 and 131st, 128th, 128th in red zone efficiency defensively, which means if you get to the red zone on Notre Dame, you yep. are scoring points. Um, so that kind of scared me off the under, but that is a play that I lean just because I think Clemson makes them one dimensional. I don't think Notre Dame scores more than 14 points in this game. Um, and if there's going to be a lot of wind, I don't think, I think Clemson runs the ball a lot, but my, my two picks, I'm just going to say with Kentucky money line and Florida state minus seven. Love it. Love it there, Ben. Um, Last game, I'm going with the biggest game of the weekend, man. We have number one Tennessee Volunteers on the road in Athens, Georgia, taking on the number two Georgia Bulldogs and three. Or sorry, yeah, number three Georgia Bulldogs. Um, look, Ben, this spreads eight and a half points here for Tennessee as a dog, and I'm taking all those points I can get. Tennessee is the best offense in college football, averaging 50 points per game. I don't think UGA's really seen an offense like that, like this. The last time they really faced a dynamic offense was last year when they had the best defense in college football history, and they lost to Alabama before all the receivers got hurt. Um, also, too, I really feel like that Tennessee, you know, almost got off the schneid last week when that they – or not last week, but a couple weeks back when they beat Alabama. You know, that was something they hadn't done in a long, long time. It felt like they were never going to do it again. They did that. I think it's their time now. This almost reminds me of the Joe Burrow LSU team when that they just came in and whooped everybody's ass in the SEC. I'm not saying that they're as good as that, but it just feels like that they're the team of destiny and they are going to uh, beat up on Alabama – or not on Alabama, but they're going to beat up on Georgia in the spot. Also, too, guys – the last thing that I have on this game is um, the dog is eight and two ATS when top 10 teams play each other and they're over a touchdown. Pretty good spot, honestly, for the volunteers. I got to take the points here. I know it's probably going to be the most public play of the week, but let's go ahead and send it. Georgia versus Bendis sent me this. So Georgia versus top 10 ranked scoring offenses under Kirby Smart. Obviously, he won the national championship against Alabama. Loss against Alabama, loss against Florida in 2020, loss against Alabama in 2020, loss against LSU in 2019, loss against Alabama in 2018, W barely against Oklahoma in the CFP, loss again to Ole Miss in 2016. Teams that have a top 10 offense have been able to score on Kirby. That, that, that's just the point of it. I mean, mm-hmm. you can throw out you can throw out the LSU 2019 because they did that on everyone. You can throw out the Bama 2020. Uh, and if you want, you can even throw out the Florida 2020 because those three offenses steamrolled everyone, but, uh, they're only in the college football playoff, the national championship when Georgia won 33, 18, I would imagine they covered that game. There's no way that's not a cover, right? Georgia against Alabama in the championship game. 
I think yeah. Georgia was favored in that game. I can't remember what the yeah, line but was. 30, 33, 18. I would imagine that's a cover. My point is he's only covered once. Oh yeah. 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 Georgia did cover. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. I didn't realize it was, that's what you're saying. And he's only yeah, won yeah. one of those against the, against the spread. Well, wow. there's no way that, there's, I mean, did they cover a 54 48 against Oklahoma? That, that might be a cover too. So in his two wins, he's covered, I guess. Yeah, I think I don't remember right, what actually. that spread was, but he, they've either lost or it's been very close. And and this Tennessee offense is pretty darn good. I think it's. I mean, you could probably compare this offense. I don't know numbers wise. Everyone wants to say LSU 2019. Let's stop with that. It's probably pretty similar to Florida's offense in 2020 with Kyle Trask and Pitts. For sure. I mean, it also helps when you have a 25 year old quarterback throwing the ball around for you. I sent Ben a stat earlier. Um, the quarterbacks in this matchup are older than the guys we get for Thursday night football with uh, Davis Mills and Jalen Hurts. So, isn't that just insane? Yeah, dude, we got to get someone, these old guys out of college. Someone tweeted. Man. Someone tweeted like, "Could you imagine a 25 year old Bryce Young in college football or a 25 year old CJ Stroud? They would. It would. It would be mad in all rookie mode." <laughs> yeah, that'd be like saying if Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow is still in college. Like, it's absolutely oh, imagine Burrow in college still. <laughs> yeah, that, that would not even be fair. We already saw what he did one time. Um, Ben, let's get over here though now to the NFL side of things. Um, NFL, I got two plays for y'all. Ben has a few as well. I'm gonna start things off here. My first game, I'm going back to uh New England, where the I guess technically in Foxborough, where the New England Patriots are hosting Sam Ellinger in the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts in this game are going to be five-point road dogs. And honestly, I think this should be a double-digit number here. Going back to the well here on this one, guys, Bill Belichick versus rookie QBs is 28-9 and nine straight up in 24-12-2 against the spread. Um, on top of that, um, you take that stat and you make it just home games. He's 14-0 and 0 straight up in 10-4 and 4 ATS when he's at home against rookie <laughs> quarterbacks. Then – Bill Belichick, after playing the Jets, guys. So last week I had him winning 12 in a row against the Jets. So after he plays the Jets, even better, guys. He's 10-1 and one straight up and 9-2 and two ATS in those games since 2016. Bill Belichick, not only does he own the Jets, but he owns whoever he plays the week after. I don't know what it is, but I guess it just locks him in. Also, guys, I mean, let's be honest. Sam Ellinger is not an NFL-level quarterback. Bill Belichick's going to expose him in this game. Indianapolis is a horrible offensive line. They have no running backs. Um, their defense is banged up. All signs point to the Patriots. I think this is my favorite game, bet of the week. I'm going to stay in the same game, if you don't mind. Um, give me Colts and Patriots under 41. Pretty much the exact same reasons you said. The only thing I need to know is a rookie quarterback versus Bill Belichick. Yeah, and the Patriots awesome. offense doesn't exactly light it up. So no. under 41 in that game, same handicap as you said, pretty much. Yeah, and I like that pick too. Also too, Ben, it kind of goes back to last week. We saw Belichick willing to kick field goals when he's in field goal range. He'll do the exact same thing. Belichick's one of the few coaches that will gladly just take the points, get off the field and play defense because that's what he wants to do. So that makes me like that even I more think, for you. I think not enough teams in first half of games take points. Mm-hmm. If it's like the first quarter and you're not taking points, like – I. I just don't understand. Unless you're on like the five yard line or less, I okay maybe. But like, too many times. Um, who's the one coach that does, Brandon Staley? The Chargers did it so much last year. It's like Kingsbury. It's like, dude, it's the first quarter. Like, just just take the points. I get it. You can ration it by saying if you don't get it, you're probably not losing the game since it's the first quarter. But just take the points. Just make it easier. No, I'm at 100 with you on that one, Ben. 
Um, my other bet in the NFL, guys, I have some leans I haven't quite played yet. I'll also give you all a bonus play in college football. But my lean, but my uh, final play here is going to be the Commanders plus three and a half hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Um, first of all, guys, I don't have the exact plus three or plus me. three and a half. Plus three and a half. Did it move to three? Nice. No, I, was just, I didn't hear you. Okay. Um, yeah. So also I don't have the exact stat in front of me, but there's like a stat against teams that play on grass that usually play indoor. They usually don't play as well after having a home game. But besides that guys, Taylor Heineke is eight and two ATS in his last 10 starts. And I think if you go to like his last 12 starts, he's like, he's like, uh, I don't know. It makes it, let's put it this way. It makes the stat even better. If you go out to 12 starts, I think it's like nine, two and one ATS or something like that. Um, anyway, the Vikings are fourth in the NFL in turnover differential, which makes me think they're a little bit lucky. They got lucky last week. The Cardinals should have covered Kyler Murray through a pick, and then they also muffed a punt as well, leading to one of their scores. Um, also, guys, we've said it many times about this Vikings team being fraudulent. We talked about it on the early, on the pod we did earlier this week. The Vikings only have one win over a team with a winning record. That was the Miami Dolphins when they had um, – Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater playing quarterback. Bridgewater came in later on in the game because Skylar Thompson got hurt and couldn't return. That they don't have actually have a good win. Kirk Cousins has never played a game on a five-game win streak since he's been in the NFL. Vikings on a five-game win streak right now. And also, too, since 2017, Kirk Cousins is the least profitable quarterback in the NFL off of a win against the spread and straight up. All these things here lead me to taking the commanders plus three and a half guys. The ugly, the ugly bets are the ones that cash the best in my opinion. Yeah. So uh, full transparency on the second pick for me, I was fully prepared to give you guys the over in the chargers Falcons game. Um, Tom says, you know, I'm a matchup guy. The Falcons rush defense. I'm sorry. The chargers rush defense is one of the worst in the NFL. The Falcons rush offense is one of the best in the NFL. Uh, the Falcons' pass defense is one of the worst in the NFL. They've had a lot of injuries back there, and the Chargers can certainly throw the football. Um, after bashing Herbert all of Tuesday or Wednesday uh, and seeing Mike Williams is obviously in the IR plus Keenan Allen out, I'm not going to give that pick based on my reputation. Um, so it's a last-minute pivot to the Seahawks and Cardinals over 49 and a half. I told you, don't let me bet the Cardinals anymore. This is just an over. Um, so I'm allowing it. Listen, these two teams are abysmal on defense. It is insane where these two teams' defensive rankings uh, match up. Let me just give it for you. So you don't even have to look it up. Points allowed. Seattle's 25th. They're allowing 25 points a game. The Cardinals are 30th. They're allowing 26 points per game. So I need some offense in this game. Let's just say that. I like I'll take that a 26, 24. I'll take a 26, 24 score. That covers the 49 and a half. I like it, Ben. I like it. Um, other games here that I didn't bet that I have leans for the Raiders plus one and a half at the Jags, the Raiders stayed out on the West coast Jags meet my criteria. I've talked about on past podcasts with teams returning from London. Um, the Jags, the Jags are in that spot guys. So they're going to be doing pretty. So they're going to be in a tough spot. Those teams that return from London without a bye week, those teams have not been, been leading going in the fourth quarter and their opponents team totals going over every single one of those games. Also to the Raiders fit my uh, teams that are shut out trend where those teams were 20 and I think four against the spread the following week. Um, I think I'm taking the Falcons. Just want to make sure all the uh, um, wide receivers are sitting for the Chargers because they won't be able to take advantage of our terrible secondary and their trash against the run. Therefore, Mariota and company should have a big day on the ground. 
I really want to pull the trigger on the Rams, but I don't know, man, with Cooper Cup's ankle. Ben, any leans you want to talk about real quick in the NFL? By the way, it's probably the worst NFL card of the entire season. There's only two games on at 4 o'clock. It's that Cardinals game and the Patriots and Rams. Yeah, I guess that's another reason why I took the uh, the um, that game just because I want to have something on the afternoon window. Um, question for you. Are you taking – you took Raiders minus one. Mm-hmm. Is the money line too juiced? Well, I haven't taken it yet. I haven't okay. taken anything yet. That I haven't decided yet on my one unit. Usually, I let my one units like on Friday and Saturday is more so when I'll put in the one units. I like to get down on the ones I like the most quick. Yeah, I hear you. Usually, like I, I just I don't know for some reason minus ones it just doesn't play for me. I, I would rather just take a money line as long as it's like less than minus one sixty. So, um, I guess another lean for me, um. Well, it's going to be the Bengals minus seven. I, th- I think this is a good get right spot for them. Uh, it was a short week, like I mentioned in the earlier pod, after uh, losing Jamar Chase. Uh, kind of a tough game plan to, to switch everything around. They have a little bit more time to prepare to get everyone involved in this game. And I mean, the Panthers are playing well since they've traded and fired everyone. I just don't think it's going to last. So I leaned Bengals, but I may not take them. Yeah, that's a tough one. I probably wouldn't do anything in that game either. My bonus pick here for college football, I'm going to go ranked on ranked here, is Clemson is on the road at Notre Dame. Um, I took the three and a half points here with Clemson. I know it, probably everybody and their mom's on it, just like Tennessee. But Notre Dame's offense, I mean, there's no nice way to put it. It's they bad. suck. They cannot – Drew Pine cannot throw the ball to save his life. They want to run the football well. Good luck running the football against Clemson's D-line with Brian Brisey and co. I think that I think Clemson gets up in this game and never looks back. DJ can make enough throws to put them up in this game. Clemson also has a shot at making the final four. I think Clemson will get a big lead and never look back in this game. I think they win this game by 10, 10 to 14 points. Um, ben, let's talk about some of the other b- big matchups this weekend in college football. Let's talk about your Alabama Crimson Tide, 13 and a half point road favorites here against LSU. What do you think about that game? Well, Bama has had a ton of success. Uh, playing in Baton Rouge. If you ask Bama fans, sometimes they even call it Bryant-Denny West. Um, I believe we're going to have some some bad weather. Let me, I'm double checking. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, and by bad weather, I mean like 99% chance of thunderstorms and rain. I don't really know who that benefits Bama. Bama's running game, so it's kind of weird. So Bama's like first in the country, I think in like long runs, but they either are getting two yards to carry or they're going for the home run hit, which is not a, not a great formula to have late in the season. Um, according to Saban, the offensive line corrected a couple of things. They imploded, uh, imploded, not imploded, uh, inputted some new techniques um, that he thinks are, are running smoothly. I'll, I'll take his word for it. Um, I know that LSU is playing really well right now. I know that Daniels is playing really well. For some reason, I'm just like not that worried about this game, which I think should make me more worried. Um, I think Bama gets it done. I I was gonna look into the over in this game, but not with the weather and the situation. I just I, I think Bama's up for the challenge. What What's funny is like everyone. Um, obviously, if you don't like Alabama, everyone hates Alabama. Alabama bias, this and that. They Saban's got six national championships at Alabama, I believe. He only mm-hmm. has two of them with an undefeated team. 
So a desperation Alabama team is, is not a t- is, is a team that's been very successful in the Saban reign. Um, and they're desperate at this point. They, they have to win at LSU. They have to win at Ole Miss next week. Um, they got to win their cupcake. I forget who. And then they got to beat Auburn at home. And then you play for an SEC championship. So long road to get there still. Tough road to get there still with two tough road games. Um, but I do think this team can get it done. By the way, Ole Miss is on a bye this week. So they get to prepare for Alabama. Yeah, I mean, my lean in this game is LSU with the points. When it was at 16 and a half at the look ahead, I actually was going to fire on it. Now at this number, not so much for me. Um, I don't really want to get in front of Alabama, to be honest with you, Ben, for all the reasons you said. Betting against Alabama has not worked well for me this year as I'm over for 2 doing it, although I think I should have covered both those, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, yeah, you know, I kind of see the game the same way you do too. I also don't really trust Jaden Daniels. This is probably the biggest game of his entire college football career see what actually happens it's going to be something i'm tuned into here um other ranked on ranked matchups we have number 24 texas at number 13 kansas state kansas state's off a huge huge win i actually like kansas state plus two and a half i think with will howard and they're playing quarterback they figured something out aka how to throw the football um they aired the ball out all over oklahoma state and blew them out of the water i mean texas and quinn ewers in their first road game lost to oklahoma state this is gonna be a second road game here i believe they're off a bye I still would lean to Kansas State, not something I'm looking to bet. Any, what's your opinion on this game? Yeah, I think, I think just the line. If you want to get, if you're just a numbers kind of better, I think the line would tell you Texas. But this is not a Texas team I'm willing to trust in a ranked road matchup, a road favorite, I should say. So I, I don't think I care who plays quarterback at Kansas State. Both have been very effective. Has mm-hmm. Martinez thrown an interception at all this year? Is he still riding that streak? Uh, good question. I would assume so. If he has, it's, sure. it's less than two. Um, and Will Howard's been insane. That that dude is putting up insane numbers the last couple, the last two weeks. I think he's been playing. Mm-hmm. So, I would I would lean Kansas State. Uh, they're a good underdog team and home underdog in a conference game. It's a big game for Kansas State. They're still they're still winning the Big Twelve. Um, as long as TCU can lose the game. Exactly. Oh well, still have the championship game too, so they're gonna have a chance to. Uh... Well, they'll they'll have yeah. Yeah, they'll have a chance for revenge there. Um, let's see. I know there's at least one more ranked on rank. I'm making sure I didn't miss one in the early window. No, there's no more ranked on ranked in the early window. There is Wake, last one. Yeah. Wake Forest, number 21 versus number 22 NC State. Wake Forest, four-point road favorite. Look, the only reason why I didn't take this, guys, is because I talked about the stat, I think, a couple podcasts ago with how that Wake Forest or NC State's defense the last two years only is averaging giving up 17 points per game at home. And they can get after the quarterback. We saw this Wake Forest offensive line struggle to block last week against Louisville's front four, and they got so much push up there. Um, I'm pretty sure two guys, um, never seen them or heard of them before, were extremely confident in Wake Forest last week against Louisville. Um, <laughs> funny, man. I've never heard of those guys. Uh, maybe were their names Thomas and Ben? I can't remember, but um, I could just uh, that's turned me off from the game a little bit. And the fact this is a huge rivalry game, and who the home team has won this game too many times in a row. It is college football, guys. A third string quarterback can win a game, but I feel like Sam Hartman and the and the Wake Forest offense needs to get back on track here. So I could only play Wake Forest. To be honest, I was very close to playing Wake Forest. There's no way in hell I was taking NC State, but uh, I, I'm just gonna sit back and watch this. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. Yeah, you know, I, and I uh, to tell you guys this too, I was actually probably the maddest I've ever been about a bet for about 20 minutes of the Wake Forest game. And then once I saw them, tur- I turned the game off after about the third turnover, the fourth problem. 
I think, in the third quarter. They ended up turning the ball over eight times in the game. I got a notification. They threw a 90-yard pick six. I texted Ben, and I was like, this is actually pretty funny. I was laughing my ass off at that point. That's all you can do. But, uh, yeah, Ben, anything else you want to add? Uh, I was just going to recap. Um, college football, I have Florida State minus seven and a half. Let me fix that. It's now seven and a half. Kentucky money line. Thomas has Air Force and Army under 40 and a half. UNC minus seven, Tennessee plus eight and a half, and Clemson minus three and a half. In the NFL, I have Colts and Patriots under 41. I have Seahawks and Cardinals over 49 and a half. Thomas has Patriots minus five and a half, Commanders plus three and a half, Raiders minus one or the money line, whichever you prefer, but minus one, I'll put down for now. Uh, well, no, no, no. Don't put me down for anything on the Raiders. I haven't officially don't put it. Yet. Okay. Yeah, don't make the Raiders All right, official. We'll, we'll keep Commanders uh, plus three and a half and Patriots minus five and a half. Perfect, perfect. All right, guys. We appreciate everyone who tuned in. Um, I did peek ahead at next week's college football slate. It is absolutely awesome. They're actually like, don't get me wrong, guys. This is one of the best slates. Like, you only need one TV though to like watch this weekend's games. You know what I mean? Like, Florida State's yeah. gonna be laying the wood to Miami. You're obviously gonna have, have two top ten matchups. But I mean, other than that, guys. Like, I mean, twelve o'clock. If you need, like, if your girlfriend's getting mad at you for watching too much football, go do something nice with her. But make sure you get back to the TV around three fifteen so you get your beer open. You're ready to watch the game um but yeah guys that's all we got for today big card obviously next week we appreciate everyone who tuned in and we'll talk to you all again soon